Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com. Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com. Wonderful Mother's Day uh, weekend to all the mothers out there. We're back with a brand new show tonight. Tonight we welcome a Philly native R&B artist, Bino French, who released a uh, debut EP, Just Bino, earlier this year. And then Friday, Cell Phone Man, who is from uh, Liberia, he joins us. He has a new single called Banana that drops June 2nd. He'll be putting on a performance uh, on June 2nd that I actually will be performing there. So find out more information about that. Then, of course, we have movie reviews, sports, fashion, and the best indie music out there. Hot Tops, we're talking about uh, a lot that's going on. You know, um, First Lady Melania Trump, she had to have surgery today. We talk about that. We talk about uh, the royal wedding. Everyone's talking about the royal wedding and then uh, the family drama behind that, her father and cousins still showing up to the wedding. Talk about Nas, Nas has uh, released his financial information in uh, his war over child support with Khalees. All that and much more. Well, listen, we want to remind you we're all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram, and, of course, our official website, thestevenightshow.com. You can also check us out on iTunes, iHeartRadio, all that. Just go to our website. Look, when we come back, Hot Topics, right back after this. We're all alone. Nobody knows. It's a little secret. That's how we should keep it. Maybe we've been creeping on the low. No time to waste. It's getting late. Get your off the deep end. We're supposed to be here. Let 
for the jupa, she checking, checking, checking. What play you not see fun? Get capping, like I said before, hungry line blocking. You leave it, another scam, man, we'll bop it. Grab it, squeeze it, we'll drop it. That it done, you will be trying how to catch it. You know you're missing a casa bamba bete. Fix it, oh, fire, trying how to catch it. Then you won't speak serious now until they get Pretty girl, let me take you out of dinner. I got a cheddar, forgive me, I was a sinner. Gonna be better from January down to December. Take trips, go to spots even in the winter. So sexy, gorgeous, and beautiful. Everything that we do is rememberable. I'm feeling you from your head down to your toes. Don't have to speak, gonna, I'm gonna show. Congratulations, Eric. I'm so proud of you. And yes. um, my other nephew is graduating in two weeks from Cornell. So and that's um, awesome. Young men are doing, yeah, doing awesome and, and growing up so fast. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was great to be with family and, and spend some time with him. I bet it was. I bet it was. Congratulations again to, to your nephews. Both of them are doing big things. We like to see that because we don't yeah. see that much in the news with their show. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We also had another graduate uh, this weekend, Mr. Aaron Cosby, got his MBA. Congratulations. Awesome. Congratulations, Eric. Uh, Aaron. Aaron, come on, cut my nephew. Congratulations, Aaron. I'm proud of you. Thank you all so much. Thank you all. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Yeah. So, it's, the law, it's the Law Degree Next, right? Law Degree Next. <laughs> well, that's, we're very proud of you. Congratulations, definitely. Definitely. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Well, um, let's see. Question of the day is, how did you meet your current 
or if you're single, your last significant other. Does anyone want to tell us? <laughs> um, I think everyone I've pretty much ever dated has been through met through mutual friends. Mm, okay. That's about that's about everyone I've ever dated, except for one person. I met him um, through. I actually met him out at Vanquish. Oh, okay, Vanquish. Every, yeah. Yeah. Every yeah, everyone else I I met through mutual friends. Mutual friends. Okay. What about you, Ron? Uh, I ain't had time to do anything, man. Oh I, yeah, you. <laughs> That's yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just not like wake waking up from like a three year. Yeah. Combination, man. It's like yeah. It's so that was your relationship, good. huh? <laughs> yeah. It's been my um, books, my education. That's been it. Yeah. So, yeah. I I, yeah. It's funny because mine was social media too, but. Most people, well, not most people, a lot of people who commented on my Facebook today was through social media. Someone says, isn't that the only way you meet people these days? <laughs> you know, through social media. <laughs> but I, I think, do you think it's better to meet people on social media? Do you think it's best through mutual friends? Is, is there a preference or is it just it happens how it happens? Um, I, I don't, I mean, I think, I think the meet meeting people these days, yeah, I think it's easier to do so through social media. I just just for a woman, I know that um that it's not something that we always uh encourage men to yeah. you know, hit us up and our DMs and all that thing and all that stuff. So um I think it's a bit challenging. Especially I, I know for most women, most of my friends, it's just yeah. not something that we feel comfortable with yet. So, I got you. But I mean a lot of people do meet through through um Social media. Social media. It's interesting because I was telling you last week, uh, Miss Parker and I are in this uh, Facebook group, and she actually put me onto it because we were having interesting conversations. And um, they made a post to tag someone that you're interested in getting to know. We encourage you to, if you need to have privacy, do DMs. We, you know, talking about they've had, they've made couples uh, through that. I thought that was kind of awkward because <laughs> what if someone tags you? Yeah, and and people tag whoever. Not, but I think I think those type of posts are more so fun. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. I was in Miami a couple of weeks ago, and this guy was like, "Hey, you're in my negative woods." He's on my Instagram, and he always hit me up whenever I'm like in the islands or whatever. Right. Somehow I have some kind of connections there, and so um, he was like, "You're in my negative woods." And I wasn't in the mood to respond, and he was like, "No reply. You get unfollowed real quick." I just blocked him. Like, oh my god. Yeah. That's so aggressive. So rather aggressive and it's, and it's and I think a lot of men um you know get their feelings hurt it, it's not a it's not a big deal I, I read a meme the other day that says there's a whole bunch of men in females inboxes mm-hmm. uh dm talking to themselves and that's true <laughs> and you never respond it feels any messages that's, yeah that's retarded mm-hmm. I agree if I if I dm someone which I don't do often but if I do I don't get a response I, my pride won't let me send another message <laughs> My pride will let me do it. They do. They do. <laughs> well, tweet us at uh, Stephen I Show SHO. Let us know how you met your current or last uh, significant other. All right. Hot topic. So, over the weekend, uh, Chance the Rapper, he uh, did a commencement speech at Dillard University. And during his speech, he said that. Uh, Beyonce's Coachella performance was better than any performance Michael Jackson ever did. And so, of course, that turned some heads, 
and someone said, we respect Chance the Rapper on his opinion, but folks never said Michael Jackson was a better performer than Marvin Gaye or Sammy Davis Jr. Let people be great. Your era is different, so stop saying someone is better than the next. It's disrespectful and unneeded. What are your thoughts? I agree. I mean, I think it's, I think it's I his agree. opinion. I think it's his, it's, his, it's his personal opinion. So um, I, I think we should take with a grain of salt. Like, it's not that serious. Disagree mm. with him, agree with him, and move on. But, I mean, it doesn't mean that he's not entitled to saying, I believe, in my opinion, she's a better performer. Everyone is entitled to an opinion. It's not, I don't think that's anything that's hurting anyone. Um, and it, oh, yeah. He's, 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 he's um, entitled. Yeah, he's entitled to it. He's entitled mm-hmm. to it. It's it's wrong, but he's entitled to it. <laughs> In my opinion, you know, he, he, I I just think that it's that it's wrong because how can you say that that she's better than him when a lot of the stuff that she's doing is off of Michael Jackson? Right, it's inspired by. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. inspired by him. I mean, so come on, she. I mean, she she is awesome. She is great for her generation. She's one of the best ever. But she's but she's not better than Michael Jackson, in in my opinion. That's in my opinion. Yeah. Just like he's entitled to his, I'm entitled to mine. I I have to disagree with him with all respect. You know, that's all. That's all. But she she is dynamite. I love her. absolutely. Don't get me wrong. She is fantastic. Absolutely. 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 Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's unfair to uh, put them. You know, compare them because yeah. they do two separate works, and yeah. you know. He was great in his day. She's great in her day. And like you said, it's all inspired by each other. So, I mean, I I agree everyone has the right to their opinion, but I wouldn't compare, especially someone that's considered a legend to, you know, to a a current artist. Not saying to take anything from her, but just the comparisons to me, I I wouldn't do that. But teachers on. All right, Nas. Nas is spilling the tea, financially anyway. Um, to let Khalees know how he spends his riches. Now, if you remember, Khalees said in an interview that uh, Nas was, was um, unresponsible responsible money-wise and that he didn't even know where money was coming from, you know, where he banked at and all this kind of stuff. Well, the rapper filed legal docs um, obtained by TMZ, which shows that he makes about 175 k a month from various sources, music, investments, etc., he has more than $8.3 million in cash in the bank. Nas lists his monthly expenses at $76,834.04. That includes $20,000 over $20,000 that goes to helping various family members, including his father. He also revealed that he pays $15,000 a month in rent. Nas disclosed his financial info because he and Cleese are now at war over child support because Cleese says that the $8,000 a month ain't cut anymore. A judge has yet to decide how much she'll get. What are your thoughts on him releasing this information? That was big of him. I mean, that was that was nice of him, I guess. I mean, yeah. 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 He, makes a, he makes a good check every month. Go ahead, Miss Parker. Where is he living where he's paying $50,000 in rent when you can, when you can buy a place? 15 15 Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Secondly, of all the allegations that she pulled against him, he felt the need to declare that up. Mm-hmm. Ain't looking good, son. Ain't looking good. You're not concerned about the fact that you 
Debbie father. You're not concerned about the fact that you're a white a woman beater. You're not concerned about that you're an alcoholic and you have some substance issues. You weren't about making sure people understand that you got money. Yeah. Well, I think part of it also is because she's asking for more for more money a month, and he's trying to show where all his money is going because she right. said he didn't know. I think that's what more so more so. But I do agree that with the other allegations about the abuse, you know, um, that you should speak on it. You should speak on it because by not saying anything, it actually says a lot. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely agree with that. Do you think that that okay? Did he post this on on social media? No, no, nah, he filed the okay. court documents, but you know that's... It was a court document, okay. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Public, public information. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to make sure, okay. okay. Yeah. Because I was just say, if, if, if he posted that on social media, then he needs to sit down. You know, some things people just need to keep to themselves. I agree. Probably, but since he didn't do it on social media, okay, I feel yeah. much the, only, the only response he did to her accusations of him being a deadbeat father and all that, he posted a picture, I throw that picture of him and his son and Khalees, um together, and he put something about just the only thing that matters, hashtag, you know, something about debt, a father's love for a son, something like that. But he hasn't responded to anything. That was the last time he saw the little boy, and that was the most recent picture he had. That's why he had that old picture, right? <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, everyone's talk about the royal wedding coming up this weekend. Um, but unfortunately, there was some controversy. Well, it's been controversy the whole time. But Meghan Markle's father will not be walking her down the aisle uh, as he previously was. Um, he isn't going to the wedding at all because of the fallout over selling photos of himself. So pretty much what happened was he felt that um, the press, the pictures the press all, always showed of him were pictures of him not looking looking good. You know, he was looking kind of raggedy or dazed and confused kind of thing. And so uh, a, a photographer, which he said a lot of paparazzi, you know, I guess companies, whatever they're called, they've been asking him um, to do this kind of thing that he did, which was stage pictures. So he would, he hired a photographer to um, take pictures of him as he was preparing for the wedding, going to try his tux and all that kind of stuff, and then he, he could sell them or they, could, or they would pay him. They reportedly said that he was making $100,000 off this, but he said it was nothing like that. So pretty much what he said was that, um, you know, about the disheveledness, he said that because you know, they had pictures of him, you know, buying beer, looking disheveled, and reclusive, but he says that he doesn't even drink beer. He bought the beer for the guards that that works at the place that he lives. So he's pretty much trying to redo his image for the press. But now he's not going because he doesn't want uh, he does not want uh, to embarrass the royal family or his daughter. He said he'd been, he'd been getting offered up to fifty thousand to a hundred thousand for interviews that he's all turned down. But he thought that this approach with the paparazzi wouldn't be a bad thing. But since it it did. Uh, Backfire. He's not. He's not going to, you know, keep the spotlight off of him. Um, he said he had a heart attack six days ago, but checked out the hospital so he could attend the wedding. But again, he's not going. Now, also, his uh, she has an interesting family. If you ever read some of the stuff that they put out there, so her extended family was not invited to the royal wedding, but that's not stopping him from going to London. So her nephew and his brother. And their mother have all flown to London, despite not being invited. They're doing it because they're going to be correspondents on Good Morning Britain, presumably dishing family secrets for the Saturday's big day. 
Um, so what do you think about the, this royal wedding? First of all, will you be watching it? And second of all, what do you think about the family drama behind it? No, I don't plan to watch it. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure. You know, I have my own life, but I'm pretty sure that um, they'll be showing re, uh, re, uh, reruns, but clips all mm-hmm. this week, and yeah, and it's gonna be flooded with it on social media. So I don't need to waste my time staying up to watch the royal wedding. They can put any money in my pocket. They can make my life better. <laughs> I'm happy right. for her. Good luck to her. But no, I'm not that invested. Right. Um, but as far as the family, the family issues that's to be expected, especially when you come from a family with um, a background like hers, kind of on a, you know, not so well-to-do side of things, especially on her father's side, um, I think people are going to take advantage where they can. I think that once you, that that happens to a lot of celebrities, not just mm-hmm. her. You know, once you make a big people come out the woodworks, and when you, you, all you can do is ignore them, and when you do that, they find other avenues to find, to get attention. And, and unfortunately for her, because she, who she's marrying um, those people are being allowed to voice their opinions and, and you know, host shows and things like that. But otherwise, they would just be dismissed, right? In, exactly. Dismissed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not a, it's not a, it's not pleasant for her. I'm pretty sure it's been unpleasant and a bit stressful for her, but hopefully she will, she can get through it. And, and unfortunately, that's just how family is. Unfortunately. And then even her brother, I believe it was her half-brother or somebody, he wrote an open letter um, to Prince Harry saying that if he marries her, it would be the worst mistake of his life or something like that. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. That was her ex-husband's brother. No, oh, ex-husband's brother. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. One of his brothers brother came about and said, you know, we love Megan, we support her. Um, and then and one of the brothers, I believe, hit the letter. Oh, wow. Wow. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. Uh, well, first, Aaron, will you be watching the uh, wedding? Um, I wish her and Prince Harry all the best, but that'll be a, a strong no. Right. I agree. I agree. <laughs> that'll be a strong no. Wish them all the best. Like you said, we're going to be inundated with pictures and coverage. Yeah. And then also, they are having all these different documentaries and different. Right. You know, eight line stories every five minutes. God bless them, but I'm not that much interested. In <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. All right. We'll take a quick break and we're back with more hot topics. Right back after this.
Social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, Instagram, and of course our official website, the Stephen Show dot com. You can also check us out on uh, on iHeartRadio, on Apple Podcast. Just go to our website for more information, the Stephen Show dot com. All right, so um, people were shocked today. Uh, Melania Trump was hospitalized. First, well, first lady was hospitalized and will be uh, in the hospital for several days. She had surgery on her kidney. The first lady had a procedure called embolization done at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center. Embolization is considered a minimally invasive surgery that involves cutting off blood blood flow to a particular part of the body. It's typically used to shrink a tumor or block an aneurysm. Although the White House hasn't said why Melania needed the surgery, uh, they still refer to it as a benign kidney uh, condition, which means, you know, it's not cancerous. Now, the surgery... um, was a success, and there are no complications according to her office, and she's expected to be there the rest of the week. What are your thoughts on that? Melania probably getting the most rest she ever had since that food took off. Yeah. Uh, that's probably a blessing in the sky. She got some rest. But she probably, I mean, if it's a kidney issue, she's probably drinking a bottle of wine every day just to deal with him. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. you know, I, I wish him well. I, honestly, at first, you know, I, I didn't like him and his whole crew, but I honestly pity her. I do, too. I, I, I think she's living in hell. I think she's a bad woman. And I think she's just trying to hold it together and, and get through it like the rest of us. But on and sleep well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I never was one of those that jumped on her back when the whole birther thing was going on because I remember when she was, interviewed and she said some of the birther talking points and people got upset about about that yeah, she did. Because, because i felt that she was saying what her husband told right her. right and you know she yeah yeah i wait some, some, some okay i can see people saying well she's still her own person yeah true but at the same time i can see how she's been probably controlled and 
manipulated and things. So I didn't I didn't feel too bad for her. I mean I mean I'm sorry, I felt bad for her. I felt really bad for her. I felt that she was just stuck in this situation. Now, with that being said, um when I saw her at, at Barbara Bush's funeral with the Obamas Oh yeah. I love that. That solidified to me that she was not that person that said those words mm-hmm. about the whole birther thing. Like that told me that that was just a script that she was told to say for a certain reason. Like she seems like she's really I mean, cool with Michelle and Barack. When Donald Trump isn't no, around, I, she seems like a totally different person. I, I totally believe that too. But you, as you can see how he runs the country, um, almost like he's running Def Jam Records. You, right. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. He has threatened her and probably... Right. Her, That's what I was going to say. Know, she, he probably threatened her. Yeah. 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 Just because she's yeah. not, she may not have been, may not be physically abused does not mean that she's not being emotionally and mentally abused. And exactly. It's, it's yeah. very obvious that she doesn't, she can't stand her. Stand yes. And that's what abuse looks like. That's what abuse looks like. Yeah. You you're being controlled, and you're every you're make you're made to feel like you won't be able to survive without the person, and they're threatening yeah. you and your family. So I, mm. I feel like she's almost like a hostage in the situation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I pity her. You know, obviously I'm not gonna sit there and watch stuff that she's on, or you know, she yeah. campaign yeah. about you know high school internet bullying and all that stuff. I'm not gonna do that. But I you know I, I wish her well, and I hope she recovers and. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, she's young. She's only forty-seven years old. She's had a birthday. But I, what I like about it is that she can't stand him <laughs> because they see yeah. they have plenty of uh, examples. Her swatting his hand away, refusing to give him a hand, uh, um, a handshake. And I was watching last week because she, uh, you know, released her initiative. Like the Sparkers talked about the um, internet bullying, school bullying, and they said that um, her office and his office don't work together. You know, she she has her own team and staff, and she knew that she would get scrutiny over this because of how her husband uh, acts on, you know, on Twitter, but she said she didn't care. She still wanted this to be her initiative. So I like the fact she did that anyway. But right. if you watch them together, they were very awkward around each other. Like, like no chemistry, said, yeah. When she uh, – uh-huh. Going off about some about the investigation, going off on Fox News, then people you literally had to hang up on him. Yeah. Because he wouldn't shut up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fox News, you know, they still got to pay their bills and the ads still got to come on. Then right. One commercial right. break wouldn't stop talking. The second commercial break, they pretty much said, okay, Mr. President, we got to go, and pretty much had to hang the phone up on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then during that conversation, he said that they were like, oh, you know, having having breakfast to Melania, what you guys do. Oh, oh, so there was a birthday? Uh, uh, I'll have to make that up. Oh, you. my gosh. Wow. That's horrible. Wow. And they've been together almost 20 years. That's crazy. They, you don't know when she's your wife's birthday? She's not but I'm, I'm sure my, my staff remember to get her some flowers. What? Mm-hmm. Yes. I feel bad for that woman. I feel bad for her. Well, we definitely hope that she makes a full recovery and that she'll, uh, yeah. you know, bounce Absolutely. back to, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Megan McCain, um, she unloaded on Silicon Valley star Kumail Najani uh, today, this morning, for essentially saying her father, John McCain, didn't do enough to stand up for victims of bigotry. So the backstory is um, Megan was pissed off over a tweet Kamel posted about the White House aide who caused outrage last week when she joked that John's opinions don't matter because he's going to die anyway. 
what Kamal tweeted was, what was said about McCain was vile. But I wish the McCains had been as offended and vocal when vile stuff was said about other people, races, and nationalities. Well, well, well. well um, Megan, no, he said, I'm sorry, perhaps we wouldn't be in the moment right now. Megan said she was deeply offended, and she fired back a tweet this morning. She showed that video. You remember back in uh, 2008 when uh, John McCain and uh, President Barack Obama were campaigning, and that woman said that, uh, Obama was a Obama was a, a Muslim, and John McCain took the mic from her and said, "No, he wasn't." She posted that and video. She and posted, Arab. The lady said Arab actually. Just oh, Arab. I'm sorry. Yeah. Arab. Okay. Arab. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah. So she posted that video. And she said, "You mean like like he did here? I I give I can give you literally thousands of examples of my father speaking up against bigotry and all kinds, but the video sums it up pretty concisely." And she says, "You know nothing about my family or my." Or, or my father, Kamal, nothing. So Kamal wrote back. He said, Megan, I did not mean to offend you. I could explain my point further, but instead I'll just say something I truly believe. If we had more politicians like your father, the world would be a much better place. And then she apologized. and he w- I mean, she thanked him, and he, and he wished her and her family well. What are your thoughts? I do believe that John McCain has always had good intentions. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's a stand-up guy. But mm-hmm. I think I understand what Lamar was saying as well is that there have been cases where they have chosen politics and where, they're stood, where they stood, and Megan does it every day, where they stand politically-wise over what's humane and what makes mm. sense in the country. And they, Megan does this every week. Almost every day. She sure does. She sure does. Yes, he he showed up that one time because he knew that was something that was super outrageous. But as far as things that it aligned themselves with, that aligned with with their politics as far as them being Republicans, that has been inhumane to other people, that's part of the issue. Mm. That's why we are where we are. And that's why people like the aide and, 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 and Trump, can sit there and make fun of her father because that's a, that's the environment that the Republican has created with yeah. their policies and, 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 and stuff that they truly believe. They truly believe that they are good people, but they're not. You can't be a good person and be a racist. You can't be a good person and, 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 and want to turn, and turn away babies and snatch them away from their family because they're not American. You can't be a good person if you would let people die in the desert from the heat and the cold just because they're not U.S. citizens, but this land doesn't belong to you. You can't be a good American and do a, a good person do any of those things. So regardless of how they feel on a one-on-one issue, their policy is mm. to mean, yeah. right? What mm-hmm. they believe in and what they stand for is inhumane. That's where you're going. And I would, if I was, I would have clarified that and made sure I would, I would hit them where it where it really hurt. Yeah. The thing is, but, they're going through a lot right now, so obviously everything is going to be sensitive. But there are people who are dying every day because of her father's policy, because the policy the Republicans have put into place. So what happens to those mothers and fathers and daughters and sisters? Right. So every time Meg is on there crying about how much time they're going through a lot, yeah, okay, I I, I sympathize with you guys. A, a, a person uh, having a, a sick father who is, you know, uh, maybe you know, uh, in hospital or whatever condition he's in, is 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 not anything that I would wish on anybody. But you have to be. That's what that's what happens. What that's that's a part of karma. It puts you in position to see things in other ways. So until they're able to see things 
and say, okay, suffering is suffering, regardless of who is suffering, then these things, the universe is going to help them along in seeing things the way they need to see things. So, you know, I, I think that who, that, that lady who, who tweeted that. Gentlemen. Mm-hmm. A point and start yeah. to um, kind of make what she meant to say. And I don't think it was a one-on-one issue between Obama and him, what she was trying to say. She was trying to really imply that his whole career, he had been part of policies that put our country in the state that it's in now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, I have a question. Yeah, I have a question. What what color or what race was the that gentleman that um that sent that tweet to uh, make? He's, I believe he, I, I believe he's Indian. I believe he's Indian. Okay. Um, the reason why I'm saying that is because I find it interesting that when last week when the White House staffer criticized her father, and when the Fox News analyst criticized her father, and when Donald Trump talks about her father, she's cricket. She's all kind of, you know. Oh, no, she wasn't. I, I will say she hadn't been. She actually um, was on several no, shows no, to talk no, about no. it. I saw her last week, and she uh-huh. was passive compared to what you just told me that she was with regards to um, this guy. Mm. She was passive with those, with those other instances. She was, to me, very passive because I was I was just scratching my head because Whoopi Goldberg and and Sonny and all them were more upset. They were, yeah, they were, than, they were. Than she was. Yeah, but that's when it true. comes to this Indian, he's a uh, Pakistani, Pakistani American. Pakistani American. Uh, it seems mm-hmm. like now she's all upset and and uh, pissed off about it. I'm not. I'm just going that's, to leave it at that. You're right. I'm just going. You're yeah. right. That's thank you. Thank you, Miss Parker. Thank you. That's part. That, that's part of the problem. I think. I think she. No matter what Trump says about her and her family, yeah, it, it upsets her or whatever. And she, I think, and I believe she was truly upset about what that the emotionally vulnerable stage right now. But what mm. she fails to understand is when she makes those statements on TV about all the people that she does every day, every week, there are families that feel the way she is feeling now. Right. And they feel that way mm-hmm. every time she says something vile and racist and and prejudice mm-hmm. and inhumane. Every time she says that, she's hurting somebody just as much as she's hurting now. But another thing is, too, she has had more tolerance for Trump and his behavior toward right. her father. If you ask right. him, she still is a, is a strong Republican. She still somehow supports his administration. After all she the does. things that he has done and by her father, that's how much, that's how strong hate is, right? You hate. Right. You hate. So much that you will support someone who is rude and nasty and, and hateful towards your own family because he represents the total right. idea of what you truly believe in and hate that you believe in. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, because, because I, let me just say this. Trump has talked about John McCain on numerous. And he still talks about him. Still talks about him. And still talks about him. And Megan mm-hmm. McCain is acting very passive about it. She's very passive to me about that. Trump. She still defends Trump. And, and she will defend show. Trump every time. Right. Every time. It's it's crazy. But anyway. Well, I think it showed. That she defends him against the statement that he makes. That she always bashes that statement, right? But overall, her support for Trump is still there. So every week, he says, yeah. you, come, you come up there, you're upset about it. I was like, you let it go. 
And then the next statement you make, or the next uh, segment that comes on, is about some of the policy wise that affects other people's family. And you're supporting that. To me, that's hypocritical. Yeah. You just, you just was upset about what he said about your father and how he's been treating your family. But then the next segment is about a policy that he's been going to affect hundreds of families in a negative way. But you support that policy. That doesn't make sense to me. Right. Yeah. I think it showed uh, the class though of Kamel, who when he when he saw he offended that he did. Uh, because he could have dug deeper and said what he really was trying to say, but I guess he was being sensitive to what the family was going through, and he bowed out. I thought that showed his class, how classy he is, uh, not even going there with her. But uh, last topic. So Taraji P. Henson had an amazing Mother's Day weekend. Uh, she revealed that her boyfriend, Kelvin, uh, Kelvin Haddon, had popped the, popped the question after uh, gifting her a Cartier, Cartier love bracelet. She uh, put on Instagram... Uh, I said, yes, y'all. He started with the Cartier Love bracelet, but that was my Mother's Day gift. And then he dropped to his knee, almost passed out. said, hashtag, she's officially off the market, and she's so happy. Hashtag, God is. Congratulations to her. What are your thoughts? Congratulations, all I got to say. All right. Well, listen, thank you so much for Hot Topics. Aaron, I appreciate you, Miss Parker, as always. Have a great week, and uh, we'll be right back after this. Out.
to my suitcase I'm gonna make a difference Not gonna walk in ignorance Make the world listen I'ma leave an imprint Yes, they gon' know I'm here The world is gonna be my stage And when I'm long gone They gon' talk about me They gon' read about me I'm gonna leave a legacy A legacy Yes, you and me Gonna make history Is it the gentle Is the death of me Yet there's plenty of death authentic and electrifying musicians today up to date he speaks five different languages he does magic jumps through the ring sings dance he does it all well he's here tonight to tell us about his new music coming out please help me welcome friday cell phone man welcome to the show yeah thank you bro yeah thank you so much thank you for the listener uh this is friday cell phone man yes yeah i hope you guys should excuse me a little bit with my english because i kind of lost it oh that's okay Yes, I'm from West Africa, Liberia. Liberia, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, came out with my new single, and we trying to release it from state to state. Actually, we're about to do the tour of Banana release from every state. So I'm wow. so happy to be on here tonight. Yeah, I'm happy yeah. to be on here tonight. But my, my brother in studio there trying to interview me to make, <laughs> you know, because we're trying to bring uh, – uh, Liberian culture to another culture, you know. Right, yeah. Liberian music to cross over, you know. Yeah, so that's well, basically, I started my career at the age of five years old. I yeah. started on a, on a European tour before coming to the U.S. I was in London. Mm-hmm. I was in Paris. I was in Italy, and I'm in the U.S. So yeah. I, I have yeah. to be on your station, sir. Most definitely. I'm glad to have you on here. So talk about how was it like growing up in Liberia? I know that you were there for the war. Tell us about you know, growing up in Liberia? Yeah, growing up in Liberia, there was a lot of challenges, to be honest, because the war was there, and I was there. I didn't go nowhere. I was there until the war get over. A lot of challenges, because we came up, you know, I came up with a music game, and mm-hmm. we used to use my music career to spread peace across mm. Liberia, you know, in the Vera villages to go and talk to them. The guys that are holding the arms, our brothers in arms to lay down their guns. So uh, I, I did a lot of impact on the Liberian peace process because the war was in our country. The, right. the, world, the war was in our country. So they used me musically to spread the peace and make our brothers to lay their arms down, you know, to be able to come, you know, and be near Liberia again, you know, to stop right. the war. So they were using my music, you know, growing up. I lost my dad in the war, so, you know, to be honest, so I was living on the music on my career that God imparted in me, that God put in me. That's why I was living, but, you know, going places, thinking, you know, for peace to come in our country. Yeah. That's how people heard our crowd. BBC heard our crowd. A lot of CNN, a lot of international radio stations heard our crowd and went to our aid. Most yeah. definitely. Most definitely. Your music yeah. helped. Help with that. Help with getting that word yeah, out and cause the awareness. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So when did you know that you wanted to do music? Yeah, you know, when I was growing up, actually, I was a dancer. I used you to were a dancer? dancer? I know you did a lot yeah. of dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do a lot of dances, you know. I was actually born with that. I used to go and practice. So uh, a big brother of mine who is a president today for the Republic of Liberia, his name is Joshua, he was a soccer player, so he gave me the advice and said, say you can dance, you have to add the music on it, say it will be legit, say it will be okay, you know, as long as you can dance, if you start dance, I mean, singing, it will be okay, it will be good. Yeah. That's a, yeah. a lot of people, start, I started getting advices from people, you know, from some big brothers, they were like, bro, you have to dance, I mean, say you can dance, you have to sing. And everything gonna go smoothly. That's how I started. Did you know? Did you know you could sing, or was it something you had to learn? Or yeah, I, I really that's something I really could. The dancing part, I used to actually dance. Right. Right. But the thinking, it was like I just came in to try my luck. Uh huh. I try, and I just I I hold it music again. The whole republic, my country started liking my music. Everybody liked my music. That's awesome. Yeah. That's country, awesome. Yeah. But it was just a try, just a try. And you had to try it and, and see what would happen, right? <laughs> so how would you, for people, for people who have never heard the Liberian music, how do you describe it? What does it mean yeah. to you? 
Okay, I would describe Liberian music. Thank you so much for that question. Mm-hmm. I would describe Liberian music like a dance hall. Okay. Almost like the Caribbean beat as well. Yeah. You know, like the Raka beat, that's how we do it. The reason why Liberia is a small nation. Right. People just know all about the war and the soccer players, George Weah, that's how they know also. Mm-hmm. My intention is to make people to like Liberian music, to know the Liberian music, because a lot of people have been, been, you know, receiving these questions. Yeah, we know Liberia, Liberia, but how Liberian music go? How Liberian course? Right, yeah. That's why I'm planning to make it cross over so people get used to it, like we listen to other country music like Ghana and Nigeria. Exactly, or West, exactly. Other parts of West Africa, you know. Right. Music. So I want Liberian music to hit that top. Exactly, exactly. And you and you've already performed in Australia, London, and other parts yeah, of the yeah, country. England. Yeah, England. Yeah, England. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. So I was in London. So you're bringing it here to the U.S. Yeah. and you have your new yeah, thing. Yeah, to the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to the U.S. You know the the African American to get used to my kind of music. Yes. Dance to a right. It's a Most dance definitely. music. You know? Dance for music. And your new single is called Banana. Tell us about this single. Yeah, this single Banana. I wrote this song. <laughs> I went to a party one night. I saw this Jamaican girl, you know, mm-hmm. for like dancing. You know, I was monitoring her, so she came out. She said, oh, but what's your name? You look like a star from Jamaica. I said, I am a ch- star, but I'm not from Jamaica. I'm from Liberia, <laughs> West Africa. Right. She was like, oh, really? Oh, can I listen to some of your music? I hit her up with my YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. She said, oh, yeah, you're good. But you have to do a song that would be able to, you know, relate to. That's how I went home. I thought about it. I wrote this song, Banana, because everybody, when you say banana, everybody knows what is banana. You know? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, banana is something to eat, but the ladies love banana. So I said, <laughs> I banana. If you taste my banana, it's like, when this lady gets to know you, she won't go home. When she tastes a banana... When she gets a banana, she ain't going home, huh? Visit your house and taste your banana, she will not go home. You probably have a kid with her. All right. I took it back to another Jamaican club, Danta Atlanta, and they play it. They were like, yeah, it sounds good. Okay. Keep it up. Keep it up, Solomon. You know, keep it up. Because I took the demo and they listened to the demo. So I came back and do the finishing product. I master it everything, and that's why you know I try to make it cross over to another culture for other people to know that Liberians got a gift. Liberians got a gift. They got a talent. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go as far. The sky is the limit. The yeah. sky's the limit. Yeah. Really go to go further. Yeah. Most definitely, most definitely. That's how it, I wrote banana song. <laughs> right, banana song, and 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 the song you're having a release party for it. You're actually having an event. Uh, a event. Yeah, you're having. We also have an event on June second, Saturday, June second, and I'll be performing there with you, not together, but you know yeah. I'll be there performing as well. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Can you tell us about that event? Yeah. Uh, you're gonna be performing it. I know, I know, bros. I know, I know already. Cause who's gonna like this? You know, my dream to really perform with other musicians, like yeah. international musicians, like you guys. You know, 
to blend it, to blend it, exactly. when we blend it, it will be okay. You know, because my country already like me, they know me. So when we blend in, like the music, with the American music, the rap, the comedy, you name it. You know? Exactly. That would make us cross over. It know? will, will. So we do a cultural exchange. So when we're done with this concept, yeah, by the grace of God, we're going to go to Liberia. You're going to know where I'm from. Oh, I love it. I'm from stage. Yeah. I will love that. I will love that. Yeah. And that's at Vibes Nightclub, 4469 yeah. Glenwood Drive. I'm Glory Road, excuse yeah. me, Decatur, Georgia, 30032. Yeah. And, uh, again, that's just going to be Friday, Salmet, uh release single party, the Banana Song yeah, yeah. single party. So, definitely, uh, for more information, you can, they can go to our website, the Stephen I Show, for that. Now, when, did, yeah. when does the single actually come out, Banana? Uh, banana came out uh, a month ago, but we didn't release it. We kept keeping it until we can release it officially. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. right now it's on iTunes, on CDs, baby, Amazon, it's on SoundCloud. It's everywhere. <laughs> well, well, how can people keep uh, listen to the rest of your music and keep up with you on social media? What are your social media handles? Right, right. Like uh, YouTube, you can go look, You can go on YouTube on my personal page, uh, Friday the Selfful Man. They can go on there and listen to the rest of my music because there's a lot of music, you know. A lot of I'm music. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're talking about Banana because Banana is going to be released officially June 2nd. Okay. Bob Led Club, you know. So yeah. most of my songs are on iTunes, most of, a lot of songs, you know, a lot of videos on YouTube. And we're about to do, after the single release, we're about to shoot the video. Oh, that's going to be dope. The video too. Yeah, in Maryland, we'll be shooting the video there. And we got a lot of songs, not only Banana, we got Chuku Chuku Business, we got people mistake you out. You know, people make a lot of mistakes in life. They really do. I wrote, I, wrote, I wrote a song and talked about, if you you know you make a mistake for the first time, do not make that mistake again. If right. you get your girl, you have to hold tight to her. You have to keep her. Absolutely. Because if you lose her, that's a mistake. That's it. That's it. Well, on Friday itself, oh man, I thank you so much for joining us tonight. And I wish you continued thank success. You I look forward to performing with you on uh, June 2nd. And, again, for more information about that performance and where to listen to Banana, go to our website, thestephenisshow.com, and we'll be right back after this. Yeah.
Stephen Knight Show, our next guest has shared the stages with the likes of Ty Dollar Sign, to Music Soul Child, and many more. But now it's his time to stand on his own. Please help me welcome the very talented Bino French. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, first, look, I have to congratulate you on the success of your debut EP, Just Bino. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. So it went number, it hit number four on the iTunes R&B charts. When you yeah. Saw that. I mean, what what, did, what was going through your mind? What were you thinking? Uh, when they actually charted on iTunes number four, my manager, Harper, he called me. I was actually at work. So I worked for UPS. He FaceTimed. He was, like, going crazy. So I'm thinking, what's wrong with him? I'm like, yo, what happened? He's like, yo, you don't see what's going on? But me, because I work at UPS, my phone isn't really in my, like, my priority at this second. So right. He's like, yo, you number four on iTunes. And I said, I didn't really believe him at first. So then wow. I went, I hung up the phone with him and checked the charge myself, and there it was. And it was just, it was kind of a, I was, I was kind of stuck. I didn't know how to feel at the time. Right, right. And then it was like, yo, I'm really number four. Like, it wow. Wasn't, and it wasn't like something that was that I expected. Like, I, mm-hmm. I expected to have a lot of support and everything like that, but to hit like number four, like a legit number four on the iTunes charts, was, was a blessing, man. It, yeah. It was a great most definitely. Well, so you started out in the church. Um, you, both yeah. your parents uh, were musicians as well. Tell us about, about your uh, childhood and kind of how you got to where you are today. I mean, I had a great, I had a very, very great childhood. I had two very supportive parents. Um, like I said, I started in the church 
if everybody laughs when I say I always told my mom, like, I didn't always tell my mom I wanted to sing because I was a late bloomer, but when I did tell my mom I wanted to sing, she's like, you're only going to sing if you're good. So, <laughs> yeah. so my mom was very, uh, very hard on me as far as singing, so she put me in a choir, which only helped me. It grew me into the artist I am today as far as, like, the strength of my voice, the mm-hmm. range I have on my voice, being able to blend and harmonize and anything like that. My father was also very supportive. He's a guitar player. He's actually on tour right now. He's on tour. Wow. He'd be torn since I was a child. So, okay. I child was very good. I had two very supportive parents. Um, just uh, grooming me along this way of music, just always behind me and pushing me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would say that uh, artists who grow up singing in church, or especially in choirs, it's like boot camp, you know what I mean? Because you have to be good to sing in the choir, you know what I mean? And it teaches you. It's like it's like your first, your first vocal lessons. Would you agree? It, it definitely is the first vocal lesson. Cause people, yeah. Did you have vocal lessons ever? I'm like, nah, I was in a choir though. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, where did you do, what happened from the choir to to now? A choir to now. Um, I always tell people my first love actually wasn't music; it was sports. So mm-hmm. I was kind of a late bloomer when it came to the music. I played sports all the way up into junior college. And then around high school is when I really started singing. I started doing talent shows. My, I didn't even want to do talent shows. My family started putting me in talent shows, like my cousins. Like, yo, you going to sing these songs. I'm like, all right, <laughs> talent shows. And then I started winning. Like, any everything that entered me in, I would win first place. Wow. So uh, I got to high school. A teacher by the name of Miss Brown, when I was in Benjamin Franklin, she entered me in a talent show on 106 and Park. And um, that was, like, the first time I was, like, ever out in front of, like, a big national thing. Like, I was on television. Right. It was a talent show, and I won. So mm. that was around the time I was like, all right, maybe I, maybe I really can do this thing and stuff. And, you know, girls like this. Of <laughs> so, course. Right. <laughs> so girls like this. So um, I started pursuing it. Just started making a name around the city of Philly. Of Philadelphia. Um, yeah. So, yes. I'm doing talent shows. Um, which really started grooming me into what I am now is when I started to attend the open mics. Like the first open mic I ever attended was um was on Baltimore Avenue. I can't remember the name of it, but I know Selena Carrera was hosting it, and also a guy named Hezekiah. He's an MC. He was there. It was crazy, and I bombed. I bombed bad. Like I didn't. Oh man. It was it was a live band, but it didn't stop me because I'm a very persistent person, and I'm I'm not one of the people that's going to give up. So right. I'm like, oh, I'm so I, I, I kept going back to different open mics and doing talent shows and just, just kept growing me and growing me and growing me. And then uh, what really started, what I, when I really, really got out there, one of my favorite open mics was the Walnut Room. And that's when I like started getting used to performing with a live band and everything like that. And from the open mics, people started asking me, hey, do you do shows? So I can't really remember my first show mm-hmm. with like a live band, but... That's where it, like, really started, and I started making a name for myself. And, like, every other day, just kept working and kept getting asked to do shows until it led to bigger and bigger stages. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of bigger stages, your first television performance was on Philly's midday show, The Q on Fox, How was, which not only uh, were you there, but it, it was covered on Rap Radar and Revolt. How was it like having that exposure? What, what was that, you know what I'm saying? What was that feeling? It was, it was, I'll be totally honest, it was all just shocking because it was happening so fast. Like, yeah. the project dropped on, the project dropped on a Monday, the following Monday I was on television. 
that, like I said, the project I've done on Monday, by Monday night, I was number four on iTunes. And wow. by the end of the week, I was on Rat Radar. And, uh, I, like, Fox had reached out and Revolt had reached out. So it was just, wow, everything going on. Mind you, I'm still at work while all of this is happening. Right, exactly. <laughs> Trying to just fathom everything that's happening and just, and, like, take it in. But I, I'm, I'm a big person on, like, we, I got I don't. I gotta learn how to enjoy the moment because right now I'm only worried about what can I do next. Because I've been working so yeah. like, what can I do next to keep this ball rolling? What can I do next to get to that next level? I don't want right. because being from Philadelphia, being seeing a lot of people that have can come up in the city, well, can have gotten a little buzz and had just been like, all right, I'm cool with that. Or you can, you know, when someone takes their foot off of the gas and like, yeah, like, exactly. I'm yeah. pedal to the right now, so. It, I I kind of haven't even got the chance to really enjoy everything because I'm I'm just in work mode. Yeah, yeah. I'm working on that. I hear that. I hear that because it's a daily grind. It never stops. It never stops. And you see it that the more success you get, the more, more harder you have to work. <laughs> have you noticed that? Yes, yes. Every mm-hmm. day, it went from like my phone was busy to literally my phone starts ringing nonstop from about 8.30 in the morning till about 12.30 at night with just people wanting things or I have to do things and more obligations mm-hmm. that are coming up. Like my manager was like, Vino, this is what you asked for, so you got to get used to it. Like it's a different interview every day, different write-up, like, oh, this person wants you to come here. Like, hey, I, I'm just getting used to it. But like I'm, I'm all for the hard work, but like you said, the, the more success that comes with it, is the harder you got to work. Exactly, exactly. So what's next for you? Oh, uh, what's next for me right now is uh, my show at Coda. So I'm actually doing my first big headlining concert uh, on March 19th at Coda. So this is actually the the uh, the Just Beano release project. Okay. Uh, Just Beano, the Just Beano concert. And Lord willing, like, well, not Lord willing, but the Lord blessed me enough to have the show sell out a week before the show even happened. Wow, wow. That's dope. So that's, so people are checking for you, Bino, checking for you. How does it feel, though, to know when you think about the, the young guy singing in the church to now, you know, people are like, you know what I'm saying, they're excited. What, what, how does it feel? Yeah. It, 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 I, I won't lie. It feels great. It, it feels great because one thing about me, the city of Philadelphia has always been behind me. I, 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 didn't, I wasn't ever one of those people that – had felt like I needed to go out my way to get support from people. I just always felt like when you're genuinely yourself, people people buy into that and they want to see you win. So it's just like I'm making everyone proud finally because yeah. everybody's like pushing me, pushing me, pushing me. But now that it's here, now they're doing their job. Like I said, I, I gave the most praise to Philadelphia when when the project hit number four on iTunes. Like I have a, I have a nice following. I have a, a, a solid following like in New York and D.C., yeah. Is, I think what pushed it to number four, and that was Philadelphia. So it feels amazing to make everybody proud from my family to my friends to the city of Philadelphia. Like, it feels good. And the city of Philadelphia showed me love back by selling out my show. Like, yeah. I, the, yeah. the first in the first six days, I think 210 tickets sold. The video hit me like, yo, this is nuts. You and can't I was be surprised it. myself. So, yeah. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. I mean, I, I love seeing people pursue something and then see it come true. What what is your ultimate goal? Uh where do you where do you want to see yourself musically in like the next five years? Musically the next five years, touring maybe one or two albums in the next five years and just doing music full time. 
is really pursuing a dream and using the gift God gave me because I've been trying and trying and trying, but everything, every failure that I went through, I feel like it's grooming me for what's to come. And I know I'm strong enough to handle whatever's coming this way. It's far as what you got to put in the, the success that's going to come with it. Yeah. What do you want people that been living on the rock haven't heard of Bino French? What do you want them to know about you as an artist? What I want Bino, what I want people to know about Bino French is that he loves he loves his family, he loves his music, and he loves God, and he's gonna put his all into everything that he does. Anything, any any song I get on, any stage you see me perform on, I'm I'm giving you all of me. I'm never half assed Like this, I'm giving you every bit of me that I can. That's what's up, man. Well, listen, tell everybody where they can keep up with you, where they can listen to the EP, where they can, well, not listen, buy the, buy the EP, <laughs> where they can, uh, <laughs> or we want to buy the music, where they can buy the music, uh, catch up with you on uh, social media, tell us all that. Yeah, so uh, all my social all my social media handles are the same thing. It's all Bino French, B-E-A-N-O-F-R-E-N-C-H. The project is just Bino. You can get that on iTunes and every streaming site. It's legit everywhere. From it's Apple legit. To Tidal to Spotify, everywhere. And Google Music. You, if anywhere you can stream or download music, you can find Just Bino. So, yeah. You heard it. You heard it right here. Listen, Bino, uh, friends, thank you so much, man, for taking time out your busy schedule. Glad we're one of those calls you can make. And, uh, um, <laughs> for more information, go to our website, thestevenightshow.com. And we'll be right back. Right back after this. It's Monday morning. You look amazing. I just want to help you to wake up and start your day off. Call me for just don't have to stress, girl, about that mess in your office. Cause I know that John at work been irking you. She mad, she ain't get that promotion too. She mad, she don't look as good as you. Oh, got a man as good as you do, 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 do. Baby, I got, baby, I got you, 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 you. Take you places you've never been to Right now, lay there, I'ma stare at you Cause I ain't never seen something so beautiful And I wanna take real good care of you
some shit out the cabinet. Sending you good morning text when you mad at me. I make it easy, easy like Sunday morning. Even on Monday morning, baby. So what you need from me? up to you now whatever you need me to do i can take all that it's just over you is it like sunday morning even on monday morning and i'll make it easy is it like sunday morning even on monday morning hey cause that's what you're Some shit out the cabinet, sending you good morning texts when you mad at me. I make it. What are you doing? Hello? Oh, sorry, man. I apologize. Okay, well, I have a phone. Just keep it real I can tell you're hiding, baby What's up with you? Tell me how you feel Cause when it all comes down to it, baby They can't love you like a don't know Who know it? Now we gotta get past this part Only real love should be in your heart If that's what you want, I got enough to tell Every single day I hear the same thing Been drowning in the love that And we gotta know that we both messed up a real good thing, baby Yeah, yeah, yeah She in love with diamonds, still ain't nothing behind it I wanna be the one to say it But I gotta tell the truth You roll up and say you wanna be in love But you don't, you don't want it Cause you don't know what to do I ain't saying I'm the perfect man, no Try to understand how you feel, but you never reciprocate. You just put on your diamonds and walk, just walk away. When it all comes down to it, baby, they can't love you like a donut. Now we gotta get past this part. Only real love should be in your heart. If that's what you want, I got enough to tell. Every single day I hear the same thing. Been drowning in the
diamonds Still ain't nothing behind it Monday, we're getting through it. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I know you have what? Well, first of all, how was your Mother's Day? Uh, it was okay. I um actually Robbie got in late yesterday. You know he travels so much. Yeah. So he got in late yesterday, so it really wasn't much of a Mother's Day. But I'm sure yeah. he's gonna make it up to me today. I'm sure. He so will. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Funny, <laughs> you have some great things for us. Go ahead and take it away. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have a ton of great things. Usually. You know, after a holiday, um, you know, sales will dry up until the next, until, you know, we get near the next holiday. But that's not the case this time. So, um, uh, you know, I still have, I found quite a good, quite a few things for you guys. Uh, like the French Connection, they're having a sale. And if you shop there now, you can get an extra 30% off of all of your sale items. And you have to hurry and shop because the sale, is, the sale uh, ends today. Uh, today is the last day to shop Neiman Marcus' last call. And get an extra 30% off of everything in the store. Uh, Target is having an online-only sale today. Um, and if you shop there now, you can get 30% off of their rugs. This sale ends tomorrow. Um, and, you know, of course, being that summer is, is approaching, this will be a great time to, like, get some things for, for outdoors. Uh, today is the last day to shop Express and get 30% off of all of their dresses and skirts. Uh, today only and online only, you can shop the Gap and get 40% off. Get 40% off of your purchase. And Gap does this every week, so you know if you see something and you're not prepared to buy it today, it'll probably just be there next week. So I just want to give you guys a heads up. Um, today is the last day to shop Nine West and get 30% off of select sandals. Plus, you can get free shipping on your purchase. Um, as you know, Nine West is um, now an online only store. I believe they still have a couple of outlets, but. You know, you can't really find them in the mall, so they're few and far between nowadays. Uh, Steve Madden is having an online-only sale, and if you shop there now, you can get 35% off of your purchase uh, with code 35 at checkout, plus you can get free shipping on your purchase. Uh, today, I'm sorry, shop Old Navy today and, and get uh, 50, get up to 50% off of select items. Uh, Carter's, of course, you know, I can't leave out my kids. Uh, to shop at Carter's today, you can get... Um, 50% off of all pajamas, plus you can get free shipping on your purchase if you're shopping online. Uh, Banana Republic is having a sale today, and if you shop there now, you can get up to 40% off of select summer items. Saks Fifth Avenue off Fifth is having a sale, and you can get up to 75% off of select designers. And I mean, like all of those top hoity-toity, you know, expensive designers, you can get up to 75% off of them. Uh, and last but not least, the Limited is having a sale today. And if you shop there now, you can get up to 85% off of their clearance items. Awesome, awesome. 
They can find all that at BudgetShopHall.com. They surely can. All right. Well, thank you as always, and have a great week, okay? Okay, you do the same. All right. We're right back after this. It's your only option Show them how to go, girl Cause you do it flawless She be like He be like My haters be like Rep your town tonight And we on Show them how it's done When your back is in the corner Bet your dream is number one She be like Anthem all proper. proper From poverty proper. I still finish college. college Do it all Keep my face Stay shiny Cause your boy right here Is a soldier Back to the music Telling you why I do it For my brother, brother His daughter brother. My G stick to it I lost a few on the way Miss them all the time But I keep the memories alive On the music Thought I wouldn't do it I thought I couldn't do it Thought I wouldn't do it, thought I couldn't do it, thought I wouldn't do it, and I couldn't do it. Watch me do it, do it, do it. Show them how to move, like it's your only option. Show them how to go, girl, cause you do it flawless. She be like, he be like, my haters be like, rep your town tonight. And we only show them how it's done when your back is in the corner, but your dream is number one. She be like, he be like, I be like, yeah, 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 yeah. People telling me you only get better, so don't stop, bruh. You deserve to win for sure. Got a dollar and a dream, and no honey guarantees I'm gonna make it out this life. That's cool with me, trust in my faith and my belief. Music therapy, so... Be the man, yeah, yeah. They thought yeah. I wouldn't do it, thought I couldn't do it, thought I wouldn't do it, thought I couldn't do it, thought I wouldn't do it, and I couldn't do it. Watch me do it, do it, do it. Show them how to move, like it's your only option. Show them how to go, girl, cause you do it flawless. She be like, he be like, my hitters be like, rep your tongue. In the corner, but your dream is number one She be like, she be like I be like, yeah, 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 yeah I came from nothing, came from shit Had a goal to set, I had a name to get I turned pain to strength, I gave fame a grip I changed lanes to gain and my aims to live Had to show them how, call this tutorial Make history, this historical Niggas Satan, that's just adorable Went from poor and that shit's affordable All I need is my team now more trees, more lean now I'm heating up, I got steam now It's real shit, it ain't a dream now I moved up and got paid quick YHY stayed with And this here look beautiful Like the baddest bitches I laid with They thought I wouldn't do it They th- th- thought that I would quit Can't take no losses, I'm a boss Tell all y'all bosses I'm the shit Y'all boys so off, but I'm a hit Got no time to talk, I'm getting rich Can't hear y'all talking like I'm deaf And I kill no coffee with the shit Show them how to move like It's your only option Show them how to go, girl Cause you do it flawless She be like He be like
Hello, beautiful people. It's your girl, Monifa, and you're listening to The Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to The Stephen Knight Show. Aaron Cosby, first and foremost, congratulations on getting your MBA. Uh, you graduated this weekend. How was it? Uh, it was... It was it was all that. It was all that. It That's was good. Everything. Yes. That's real good. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I feel I feel great, man. It was emotional. It was um exciting. I mean I, I was just it was just a lot of different emotions and feelings and um yeah. Yeah. I can I can imagine. That's a huge accomplishment. It was epic. I remember when you went back to school. <laughs> when you went to school, you know and now, right, yeah, right, uh-huh. right, right. Now I have multiple de- degrees. Everybody, multiple yep. degrees. Yes, I went from having none, zero, to now I have multiples, yep. multiple degrees. I have a master's degree. Like that, that's crazy, crazy. And crazy. beyond that, I'm the first male in both my father's side of the family. And my mother's side of the family, the immediate side, meaning, you know, cousins, right. grandparents, parents, whatever, all that, aunts, uncles, all that. I'm the first male on both sides of my family to have their master's degree. Congratulations. Congratulations. Definitely proud of you. Thank and you. I know the, the law degree is next, so keep it, keep it moving. Oh, yeah. Keep it going. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, what's going on in the world of uh, sports? Sports. What? Oh, there was actually sports this weekend. I thought it was just all about speed. <laughs> all right. right. That was the sport, man. That that will that was what was going on for me. But no, 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 no. I understand <laughs> that there were other things going on besides my graduation. Right, right. All right. Um, did you watch the Eastern Conference Finals yesterday? You I know, did not. Place, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Celtics, Cavs. Uh, uh, no, I did, uh-uh. Looks like uh, the, the Cavs got blown out, though. <laughs> oh, they got that. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't – like, Boston was possessed. Boston was playing. I mean, they were just hitting everything. And Cleveland was just uh, – I don't know where they were. I don't know if they were – they were back in Cleveland, if they were on vacation. If, <laughs> you know what? Maybe they were in Durham for my graduation. That's, that's probably what they were. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it was. That's what mm. it was. Because they sure were not in Boston. I don't know. Like, they yeah. were not at that game at all. And LeBron James, who was still people, let me just, LeBron is all, he is amazing. He is, y'all already know how I feel about him. As, right, as, yeah. As, as a person, I think he's just cool and everything. But he is human. Prior exactly. to this this game, you know, these the, this entire playoffs, he's been playing as a robot. I mean, just I mean, just literally putting the team on his back. Right. He couldn't do it. He he just could not do it. He had an off game. He only had 15 points. Oh wow. And for and for Cleveland to have a shot at winning a game, he has to score at least 35 points. Right, right. That's at true. Just to keep them in there, yeah. 15 points, they're going to get blown out just about every time. And yeah. um, that's what happened. They actually wow. lost They they lost by 25 points. Yeah. So 
So just imagine if he would have had one of those games that he had in the last series, which right. he was going 40, 35, 40, something, then the Hitting game would be close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right, right, right. And that just tells you, just for them to, like, win close games, you know, a a buzzer beater, he he has to score nearly 40 points. Right. Every mm-hmm. game just a game. And he just couldn't do it. He just could not do it. Boston, Boston played great. Boston played great ball. Um, you think if Cleveland loses – go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So you think they'll, they'll uh, win the series? If Cleveland doesn't win game two, I don't see them winning mm. okay. the series. Yeah, they, they have to win. Cause I don't see them winning four games in a row because that's – that's what's gonna. That's what it's pretty, pretty much going to take because they, it's a it it's a seven game series. Right. And right. if they're down to nothing, I mean, they could lose one more and still win. But it, it'll okay. It'll be too much. It'll be just too much. Like they, in, in essence, would have to win at least three games in a row, four games in a row, or at least two in a row. Like back. It'll be right. tough. It'll right. be really yeah. tough. Not yeah. in, impossible, but it'll be tough. It'll be tough. If they lose game game three, then it's over, of course. Right, yeah. But um, but this game two is every like they have to win game two. They have to win game two. I don't see them coming back from a two nothing deficit against Boston in a seven game series. I, yeah. I, I don't see it. I don't see it. So we'll okay. see. Game two is tomorrow Superman. at eight thirty. So what y'all got? LeBron, man, come on, bring your um your own cape, man. Come on, they. They need you, man. Superman, come on, come on, come on, Brian, come on. Now, yeah. tonight, game one, yeah. Conference Finals. This is the game that I am just, I'm craving. That's gonna be a good I'm game. So, yeah. Yes, I'm so excited about this game. Um, I see this game being high scoring because mm-hmm. both teams play decent defense, but but they're but they're much better. Offensive team, mm-hmm. and I I don't see them really locking each other down. So I see this being Maybe some scoring, yeah, hundred and uh, yeah, maybe uh, hundred and twenty points per team. Like it, it'll be fun. It'll be really yeah, fun. Yeah, really yeah. fun to watch. Really, really fun. Um, I got Golden State winning winning this series. Yeah, me too. So we know what that means. Congratulations, you. <laughs> right. You did, Rockets. I've been kind of better, yeah. I've been better. You have been better lately. As, yeah. As of late, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. But if we want to go by, you know, the past. History. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Houston's got that. But um, I I really think that Golden State is going to play it hard. Like, I, mm-hmm. I really do. Something about Houston. I don't know. I don't know if they have enough against Golden State. Right. Yeah. In yeah. in a seven game series because Golden State, man, they are just they are they've been here. They've been mm-hmm. here, done that over and over again. Right. I think that they're yeah. I think that they're going to turn it on. Do what they got to do. They're going to win this series. They'll win the series. We'll see. We'll see. Uh-huh. We'll see. Have you heard about the? Um, Supreme Court ruling with regards to sports sports um, betting? No. Mm-mm. Okay. 
the Supreme Court because I want to make sure that uh, that I'm reading it right. Did you get it right? Yeah, I, I got to get it right. All right, here we go. Monday, the U.S. Supreme Court struck down a, a federal law that prohibited sports gambling, which means that now states can go ahead and legalize betting on sports. Mm. So Georgia can do it. North Carolina can do it. Tennessee can do it. You know, Kentucky, California, you know, everybody can. So what do you, what do you feel about that, Stephen? Um, well, people are doing it anyway. People are doing it anyway, so I think now they can do it legally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 true, true, true. What do you think? Yeah, so now it's, um, it's interesting because I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I mean, okay, yes, you are absolutely right. People are doing it anyway. I just hope that it doesn't get to the, to the point where players on teams are actually betting. You know, betting, because if you re- remember, that's, that's what happened with um, Pete, Pete Rose, I, I believe, with, um, in baseball years ago. He, you don't know who Pete Rose is, do you? I'm sorry, I'm sitting here reading about about the uh, about the. Okay. Oh my gosh! <laughs> because it's saying here they're they're asking questions about um you know what the what the new law or or whatever they ban, and it's saying here only if you're in Nevada for right now, but it's gonna change. Yeah, yeah, because that's how it was at first. Okay. You know, oh yeah, now I'm saying Connecticut, Delaware, Mississippi, now, Pennsylvania, now, West Virginia. And yeah. New Jersey. Now yeah. Every state is, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and it'll grow from there. Because yeah. The, that because that was the issue for a long time with regards to um, bringing pro pro sports teams right. to Las Vegas because they were like since the state legalizes sports betting, people felt that if there was a an NFL team or NBA team or whatever there that who's to say that that players and coaches wouldn't bet on each other, you know, it, it would, it could taint it. Right. It could taint the, um, yeah. So anyway, so now everybody can do it. So Atlanta, uh, watch out. Um, all right. Falcons. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah. But so anyway, don't, don't, uh, don't spend your, uh, your mortgage and rent money. <laughs> that'll be, um, see, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So that's something to also kind of factor in. But anyway, people are going to do it anyway, just like what you said. They're right. going to do it anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right. That's all I got in sports, man. Watch the game tonight. Watch the game. All right. Listen. Right back after this. Uh, yeah. Right back after this. <laughs>
make my mind stay the same Got these broke boys feeling some type of way I don't recognize when they talking down Bank accounts filled with large amounts She just want a real nigga to come around She just want a real nigga to come around When I hit it, I don't call No, I don't call That's a message to your bro Bitch, I'm a dog See, I'm married to the gang I said I do insist that shit ain't been the same On them so gorgeous, go your back. What's that rolling? Yeah. We recognize real, but I do not know you. Go your back. What's that rolling? Yeah. We recognize real, but I do not know you. I don't recognize when they talking down. Bank accounts filled with large amounts. She just want a real nigga to come around. She just want a real nigga to come around. When I hit it, I don't call. This is Savage. And this is Ty. And we are from the Articulate Podcast, and you are listening to the Stephen Knight Show. Well, listen, that's our show. I want to thank you for tuning in tonight. Shout out to Bino French. Again, his debut EP is Just Bino, available now. And then our Friday cell phone man, his new single will be available June 2nd. Thank you for listening. Thank you for having, just being with us tonight. Have a great one, and I'll see you next Monday. Good night. Yeah.